Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. That time for TV on the radio. Well, it's going to be such an incredible sort of comical thing, like in 50 years' time, you know. They broke up because Yoko sat on an M. Or <laughs> <laughs> just something I did. What? Well, see, John kept bringing this girl along. It's not as though there's any sort of earth-splitting rounds or anything. Like Do you want to try and ring John? Mouse trying to He's permanently engaged. Permanently engaged? Send a Uh, If we were going to take a ship's pool on what our communal life is going to be in the next two weeks, what are we all betting? We should cancel that 18th day because it should definitely be the 19th. I mean, already, because we're going to lose today. I think we see the end of this week, Howard, and, and something will have happened. And something did happen. Uh, that's uh, The Beatles Get Back. All three episodes now streaming on Disney+. Plus. James Dempsey joins us uh, once again. Afternoon, James. Good afternoon. Uh, now, let's leave aside the, if you're a, a rabid Beatles fan, you're going to watch it anyway. To everybody else coming to this, are they seeing a film that was actually already in existence? Uh, yes and no, right? What there's so so uh, let it be. I think is the name of the film yeah. directed by uh, Michael Lindsay Hogg, who yeah. was the kind of posh voice we heard there at the end. This is made up of um, like out outtakes and and supplementary footage that was held in Apple Corps vaults for the last fifty years, and Peter Jackson of. Um, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and not brevity fame <laughs> <laughs> yes. decided he would uh, give it a go and sort of appealed to Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney as the surviving two and asked well look can I give this a stab and sort of what convinced them was he made a documentary in 2018 called They Shall Not Grow Old which is about World War One soldiers in which they had taken all this footage and obviously Peter Jackson in addition to being a very adept filmmaker is not shy at uh, you know, at embracing technology when mm, it comes to his yeah. movies. So uh, Weta Workshop, I think, pioneered all these techniques in terms of video restoration and audio restoration that they applied to this. And what it, I will say is remarkable when you're watching it is how good it looks for something that was filmed on, I think, 16 millimetre film uh, for a TV show. Like originally it yeah. was supposed to be a live TV broadcast and these were just sort of behind the scenes stuff. It looks very polished and very nice and it sounds absolutely amazing. And I heard, I read in an interview that Peter Jackson said some of the um, audio, like Ringo Starr and John Lennon at times, were deliberately strumming their guitars or beating their drums, whatever, so that the microphones couldn't pick up what they were saying. But mm. due to modern technology, you're able to strip that all away and, and get their voices, which uh, is controversial, I imagine, uh, to purists out there. But I'm not a Beatles purist, right? And I will say, <laughs> I don't recommend anybody watch all eight hours of this over basically one day, which is what I did, because it is, I found it excruciatingly long, right? Right. Now, the thing is, like, it's, in theory, it's it sounds to me like it's a total winner, right? You've got this band who are beginning to fall apart. It is the last album they record before they split. It leads to the famous rooftop concert that they do. So all these are like tick, tick, tick things that are going to be interesting, right? Mm. So I thought I was going to be seeing like <laughs> the Real Housewives of Abbey Road, like screaming at each other, <laughs> you know, like Yoko and Linda and uh, the four, the Fab Four, like, you know, arguing all the time. 
they're, they they kind of rub each other up the wrong way every now and again, right? Mm. But other than that, they actually get on really well. And I suppose there is a lot of charm in watching the chemistry between them when things are going very, very well. But there's not that much drama when things aren't going well, right? And then the other thing is, if you are a Beatles purist, I can imagine you would really get a lot from this by watching them, you know, basically write Abbey Road, not Abbey, write um, Get Back, right? Like they're, they're just strumming along and like they're playing old songs to kind of give them inspiration and slowly and slowly but surely they get to Abbey Road in some, uh, to Get Back in some form. And uh, that, yeah, and I was kind of like the first time this happened, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this is great. But then there was another half hour of strumming along the guitar and how are you doing this? We have a few sandwiches and we do this. And then there was another half hour and I honestly thought like the first episode is maybe two and a half hours long. The middle episode is nearly three hours long. The final episode is another two and a half hours long. And I really think you could take an hour of each one without affecting, you know, to a layman like me. Mm. In fact, making it more inviting because I found this like work, like this was kind of like a grueling thing that was just constantly on. And I was like, well, you know, I would pause it going, have we moved on any further? And there'd still be two and a half hours to go. Mm. (laughs) And... For me, it was just excruciatingly long. Now, it originally was not supposed to be this long. The When Disney signed on for it, they agreed to uh, essentially produce uh, a two-hour feature film that was to be mm. released in cinemas uh, b- before COVID-19. And obviously, to distill the 60 hours of video footage and the 150 hours of audio footage even to a two-hour movie is really, really hard. But that's the version of this that I wanted to see, right? Because clearly these are outtakes for a reason, right? Now, my understanding is Peter Jackson's first cut was 18 hours long. And I'm sure there are Beatle, you know, it, it there was Beatle mania for a reason, right? There are Beatle maniacs out there who would absolutely lap up. Probably be a box set or something that'll have uh, well, all that. He, shit. he does a director's cut, yeah. right? It'll come, I'm sure, yeah. right? But uh, for for the for the for the more casual Beatles fan, who uh, and I would put myself in that sort of category, I actually found it sort of. It just so, so, so long that I, uh, it, uh, my patience with it ran out. Now, it might have been better if I wasn't trying to squeeze all three episodes in before, you know, today, if I could have maybe paced it out over more than one day. <laughs> I'm sure I would have enjoyed it more. But when the good moments came along, I did find them very charming. Like there's, you know, uh, there's a really, uh, there's a great bit where a pianist, um, his name is Billy Preston. He's mm. a Grammy winner in his own right. He, They're talking about bringing him in to play some piano because the whole point of this album is to record live, right? They want yeah. to get the kind of the spontaneity of live performance, but they recognise they need a, a pianist to come in and play for them. And he's this guy they knew in uh, Hamburg way back when. I mean, the way back when is literally only like four years before. Or something, yes. right? <laughs> and the other thing is what's remarkable is how young they are in it, but but they don't really look that young. Like George Harrison is only 26 in this. But if you told me he was like 46, I'd believe you. But anyway. People look older in them days. Well, they do. That's true. But um, so when Billy Preston comes in, he, you know, he's smiling and he brings this great like levity and and warmth and happiness. And he's like, it it looks like he's just so excited to be there. And there's another great bit where um, I think she was uh, Linda Eastman at the time, but later Linda Mm. McCartney brings her daughter, Heather, who I think is adopted by Paul and not fathered by Paul. Uh, She comes in and 
she's maybe like six or seven years old and is sort of messing around and playing with John Lennon and talking about eating cats. And you get to see this sort of familial side to them that I had obviously never, ever seen in any form before. And look, the final bit where they're doing the, the concert on the stage... Yeah, it's really good. It's cut very well. Jackson makes excellent use of kind of uh, Vox Pops that they recorded very cleverly. In fairness to Michael Lindsay Hogg, he put cameras both in the reception of the building, on the roof and on the street and is capturing, you know, the public's opinion going like, what do you think? And mm. capturing the policemen waiting down in the in the lobby going, we kind of can't, you know, we need to get up there. This can't be going on while the concert then is going on upstairs. And all, that all worked for me. But <laughs> bear in mind, this is like 468 minutes. It took 420 minutes to get to the rooftop yes, point. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Do they do they imply that the the the, uh, the concert on the roof was spontaneous? Because apparently, weeks to set up. Yeah, it's not that it's spontaneous. So you know, so basically, when we meet them, I think it's either it's it might be the second of January, right? And they have till essentially the thirty first of January. They have even I think it's supposed to be a week four. They're in a Twickenham studio, and they know they want to do something live. And while they're in this studio, things sort of go awry and uh, tensions rise between them. Not that we see really any of this on screen. Mm. You know, we don't. But most of any anything bad happened off screen. Uh, so then eventually they move from Twickenham to uh, their their own studios and uh, there everyone's getting on and it's kind of slightly <laughs> equally boring to watch them just get on as well right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but but certainly it was more productive for them with regard to this and they're trying to decide you know at one point they think they might do a concert on Primrose Hill and then that kind of falls apart and they kind of like they want to do this live and I don't like mm. If if there's some galvanizing point where someone comes up with the idea of of uh, of them performing on the roof, my concentration must have lapsed. No, because because they, they went as I understand they went through all sorts of mad ideas, but it was actually Lindsay Hogg who's, right. who, whose idea it was. But they, you know. <laughs> Never got the credit for that, <laughs> of course. Uh, right, okay, well, that's, uh, I suppose, if you're a mad Beatles fan, You'll you're going to watch it. it. You'll yeah. absolutely love or, or it. part thereof. Right, we'll move on to our second show, Hawkeye. Uh, new episodes every Wednesday on Disney+. Plus. Here's a clip. You're going to be late, thanks to you. I'm going to be alive because of me. Gentlemen, on the outside, that's nice. No, no, it's just so I can hear you. And to be clear, not because I want you, just because I need you. Oh. What happened? Uh, too hard to tell. I know. Mommy, I know. mommy, a superhero. Wow, Stevie, you want to say hi? Come on, kid. Hey, look, that one's you. No, it's Kaz Everdeen. Let's go. Your problem is branding. No, my problem is you. And this ninja suit, and the people are trying to kill you because of this ninja suit. The whole thing's a problem that I'm going to solve today so I can go home to my family. No, it's branding. Right, okay, that's uh, Hawkeye. Now, this is, uh, this is deaf Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, well, partially uh, hard of hearing. He's mm. but he he's wearing his um, his hearing aid at one point, and it, it, while it doesn't translate particularly well to radio, she's like, "Oh, you know why?" And and it shows this montage of him being constantly beaten up, <laughs> explaining why he's sort of now this fifty year old superhero and a bit washed up of mm. it. So when I heard that uh, Hawkeye was getting a standalone series, I guess I you know like many people, I wasn't I was fairly nonplussed about it because look. 
Look, he's not a big name Avenger. He's probably the last one you would mention uh, if you had to list them all off, pointless style. And um, originally it was negotiated that Jeremy Renner, who plays him, he would get a standalone movie. And then Disney approached him saying, look, we're kind of trying to expand the MCU on the small screen. Would you be willing to do that instead? And he said yes. And I think it's safe to say that uh, what everyone assumes is going to happen is this is going to be a handing over of the mantle of Hawkeye to Kate Bishop who we mm. heard in the clip there who's played by Haley Steinfeld who um, was nominated for an Oscar uh, for, for a couple of years ago and it was is in Dickinson which is a good Apple uh, TV show um, but is excellent in this she just has really really good comic timing right and I will say their chemistry back and forth is fantastic between them I think this show makes a very good case for Hawkeye as a character, right? He's a family man. He's a bit older. He's not super powered. So he's feeling the effects of, you know, a decade of these intergalactic battles. Uh, if you are a fan of the Marvel movies, you'll know that uh, when the, 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 the snapture happened that he lost all his family. But uh, happy endings come in these kinds of movies. So everything's back to normal. And I thought it was a very clever thing to set the whole thing around Christmas right because this is a you know on this is like street level uh, battles right it's not end of the world kind of material so him trying to get home for Christmas gives the show this very good hook right this emotional hook he's a family man he's trying to get home for Christmas but he's just got to do this one last thing and uh, I presume he's going to make it home for Christmas because like yeah. it's, look, okay, it's Christmas. this is like Die Hard with Hawkeye yeah, exactly right so it's a very kind of I think I thought it was a very clever use of Christmas it also um, you know it, it gives Jeremy Renner a chance to shine in a way that he never actually has in the series right he is Like, you know, Jeremy Renner was in The Hurt Locker, nominated for an Oscar, then signed on to Marvel and was seemingly reluctant to do so because he said the last thing he wanted to do would be pull on this suit when he's 50 years old, Mm. right? And now he is 50 years old. He is pulling on the suit for what we can assume is the last time or maybe he'll cameo throughout. But, you know, Hawkeye is going to be Kate Bishop from now on, right? And they are taking um, a very famous, a very, very good comic writer named Chip uh, Sadarsky. Um, am I getting that right? Anyway, that uh, Matt Fraction, sorry. Matt, Matt Fraction wrote this run of Hawkeye, uh, which involved him. It's sort of him in the in his Avengers downtime when he's running errands through the city and on his days off and uh, meeting Kate Bishop and has a one-eyed dog who eats pizza. And it was really, really hugely popular series. Ah. And this is not a direct translation of that, but it's heavily inspired by it. So like, for example, in the, in the second episode, at one point, he's trying to get back this suit, which is sort of a bit of a MacGuffin to the whole show. And in order to do so, he has to do live LARPing, you know, live action role playing in, in Central Park <laughs> and let some guy beat him, <laughs> but make it look like he beat him. And it, it's funny, like and it, it works. It's very tongue in cheek and silly. And it gets it, it, you know, it's not perhaps quite as good as WandaVision, which which had this incredible hook, right? Every mm. week, a different style, a different sitcom, uh, you know, to, to balance everything off. This is a much more straightforward thing, but it's like a gruff older man who's a bit grumpy and has to make it home for Christmas in time for Christmas while handing over the reins to this young one. And it works so far so good, I'll say. Yeah, no, I did see the first one and I really like the opening bit where he has to go to a musical based on the (laughs) Avengers, which is absolutely uh, hilarious, really. Uh, Right, we'll move on to our third uh, show of the day. It is Games Master. It runs at Wednesdays at 10pm on E4, uh, also on YouTube. Here's a clip. And finally, it's time to meet the only person on this show with a bigger head than me, 
the Games Master. I am the Games Master, and welcome to my power station. Here, I create fiendish video gaming challenges that only the brave or downright idiotic are willing to face. So, don't get too comfortable now. Guys, I can smell fire and brimstone. I feel the breath of eternity on my neck. Either I'm having a stroke or it's our first challenge. Right, OK, so uh, what kind of games does the Games Master set? <laughs> so they're computer games. So Games yeah. Master ran originally on Channel 4 from 1992 to 1998. And I, I remember it. It was Patrick Moore played this kind of head figure who was the Games Master and who is now being played by Sir Trevor MacDonald. And it was a very ahead of its time magazine show in which people, in which the presenters reviewed computer games and had like celebrities and gamers come on and play them before we understood really what a gamer was. And like, if you imagine, you know, uh, pre-97, I don't know if the PlayStation PS1 existed then, right? Oh. So so while games existed, they were far more niche than they mm. are now. And gaming as an industry is like obviously booming left, right and centre. And they have brought this back. And sort of what's unusual about bringing it back is they don't need to bring it back now because you can watch all of this stuff like everywhere everywhere right yeah. it, it is it is the bread and butter of YouTube so much so that Twitch which is like this sort of online streaming place where people stream themselves playing video games is this huge 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 billion dollar industry right so whether or not this show needs to exist needs to exist I don't think so but uh, does it earn like does it will it find an audience I'm not quite sure either because what they do is they have people come on and play challenges from games. So, for example, in that challenge, they introduced a, a games tester who had to do a speed run of a Super Mario game. And yeah, it was grand. It was two and a half minutes long. But I have to admit, I'm sure I could watch 10,000 videos of people doing speed runs of, of Super Mario, mm. perhaps with more, with greater personalities, because people who play games professionally online, that's their job to be a big kind of broadcasting celebrity game player and uh, this this show while it, it sort of tickled my nostalgia fancy for the kind of lo-fi silliness of Games Master way back when I don't know if I'd be tuning in week in week out put it that way Right okay so it's hard to know Maybe that's why they put it on E4. It's hard to know who their audience actually well, it, is for this. First of all, it's at 10pm on E4, which is strange. It, they also put out the episode on YouTube a couple of days before it even goes out on, on E4, simply because they know that YouTube is... I mean, YouTube is kind of the passé place even to find gaming stuff now <laughs> these days, right? <laughs> but but I, but if you're going to find an international audience who are sort of, you know, searching for games-related content on YouTube, they they might find this, put it that way. Right, okay. Well, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Hoping for the best with the sound of that. <laughs> uh, James, thanks a million as ever. James Dempsey there. Uh, the three shows we were talking to about today are The Beatles Get Back. All three episodes of that now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Also, Hawkeye. Uh, new episodes of that every Wednesday on Disney+. Plus. And as you just heard there, Games Master. Wednesdays at 10pm on E4, but several days before that on YouTube. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.